I err on the side of caution when asking, you know, well-established actors and actresses who've been doing it for years to do short films. So I, I think originally I wasn't too sure what their reaction would be. Hello and welcome to the Creative Scramble. My name is Cal Thompson and I'm joined by filmmaker Dominic Stevenson. Or Dom, to your friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really mind. Uh, but yeah, it's really, I'm really glad to be here. So thank you for inviting me along. You're welcome. Um, could you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and sort of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure, so I'm currently a third assistant director. Um, that's my main job at the moment. And so that's just um, directing background action when we're shooting. So I'll get like a certain amount of extras per day and, um, you know, just kind of fill the frame basically. So if you've got like a scene in a pub or something like that, you'll have the main action and then I put everyone in around the back. And obviously the intention is to make it look like you're not looking at them. So you want it just to look natural. So you want some people here, people there, a bit of movement and you want the audience to not look at what you're creating. You know what I mean? Right, so right. when you do, if you do something and they're looking at it, you've done it wrong, essentially. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You so want it to look so natural that they're just focusing on uh, the main actors, and but they know in their heads where they are. Right. So do you have free reign to do what you want in a position, or is, it, is there a obviously you've got a second, and you've got a first, and you've got a director? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your relationship like with them? Well, it's quite work? good actually, because you know, being an AD um, assistant, so I, refer, I reference AD, I mean assistant director. Um, you some you know sometimes following other people's rules, but as a third, especially you are kind of left up to your own devices sometimes because the director's focusing on the main action and so is the first. So sometimes you can have your own little stories in the background that do look really nice, but obviously people don't notice them, but it's you can kind of do what you want with it. But then also it depends on the director. Some directors are very precise with how they want their background. Some of them, like, <clears throat> I think some of them are quite pernickety, so if they just see people walking back and forth, they're like, we need motivation for these people. Like Even though they're just background extras, give them some sort of character, like have two people together and have the man holding all the bags and the wife not and then just give, have them looking at each other and it just brings a bit of light-hearted comedy to it. Or have somebody at least carrying some coffee cups so, you know, where are they going, what are they doing, kind right. of thing. So you can, I mean, it's the kind of things, even though you don't look, you're not supposed not, not to look at it, it's, it can be that much, that detailed, really. Cool. Um... How on earth did you get that job? <laughs> like how, how did somebody get go into that kind of industry? Um, well, I started just as a runner, and that's uh, I mean that's kind of the um, you know entry level job as a runner. But then like your natural progression as a runner in like the TV industry is to go up as an AD really, and so you're a runner, then you're a third, then second, first, and then eventually. Well, I mean there are people who first for their whole lives, and then people who then make it to director. And I think it's a, a you know it's a choice really. Quite a lot of directors I know came up the AD ladder, um, but then some first say first because they don't want to direct. It's it's a very different job, really. Um, but to get into it, I mean, I just emailed, God, everyone, really, you know what I mean? And then you, you strike lucky and, you know, it is like this. This is straight out of uni, isn't it? So you obviously, you've studied films, so you have yeah, a background in it. Yeah, it took me a few a years time. to get into it. And, you know, I gave myself like, I think it was like, I was like, right, I gave myself six years or four years, something like that. If I can't do it, then, you know, I'll try something else. But, you know, like yourself, you really want to do something, you're passionate about it, you'll make it work. Mm. Um, and so I've just emailed around everywhere, kind of found contacts now and again. And I worked in the theatre, actually. So I got a contact from the theatre who worked at Hollyoaks. 
Um, and then, oh, they knew someone who worked at Hollyoaks, I can't remember anymore, but then I just got a week's work experience and then it went from there, really. <clears throat> and then you, it's such a small uh, industry that you end up knowing everyone and you can, you work on so many different things because you know everyone and people go on to different jobs. And even when you go do a new job, there'll be at least one person you know, because especially in Manchester, it's like Manchester, Liverpool, and maybe a bit of like, you know, Huddersfield, Leeds, it's all a big kind of group of people. Um, and you're all working on the same things, so it's nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, you you studied film at university. Have you always wanted to be a third AD, or is this is this a, a, the start of the, your journey as a filmmaker? Yeah, I mean, you know, when we both went to uni, like you have this idea in your head that you you know you want to direct or you want to produce or that kind of thing. And um, I just I think I just wanted to tell stories, really. Just to preface, Dom and I went to Stafford University together, which is how we've known each other. Yes. So it's like um, 10 years we've known each other. I mean, God, yeah, 2000. We used to play five-a-side football against each other. <laughs> yes, we did. How strange. Oh, God, I forgot about that. You were that. terrible. We, you were terrible. Oh, we were terrible. <laughs> you were terrible. I, I'm sure we beat you. Uh, I'm not sure about I that. I think it was at least, I think it was like a draw on how many times we beat each other. When we started, we were really good and then we kind of went downhill and it was the opposite for you guys. <laughs> so when we played you the second time, this is going off topic, but it's important. Uh, the second time we played you, we were like, ah, oh, these guys were rubbish the first time. And we're like, where have all these great players came from? And so that's why, yeah. So I still stand by it. It was probably 1-1 one, one <laughs> altogether. Anyway. Your journey as a, as a director. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you know, obviously you start thinking that, but I just, yeah, I just wanted to tell stories, you know what I mean? You want to just inspire people, you know, you watch films and go, that was amazing, I, I loved it, I was so inspired by it, I wanted to, you know, make people feel that, so that was my main deal. I just, and then getting into the industry now, I'm just happy being in the industry, like, I quite happily do quite a few jobs, you know, on set that I still enjoy, even though, yeah, it's not the one I'm doing. But yeah, there's this, the whole kind of process is just what I love about it. This is, you come in in the morning and there's just so many people and so many things going on and it's, you know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. Um, obviously you work with quite a lot of talent, um, various soap stars and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel it is working with them? Do you ever get phased by them in any way or? Uh, no, I think you just, you, you get used to working with uh, actors and then, I mean, I've worked with quite a few people like just, just like kind of uh, when we've done like a little presenting things and all that, and it's just you know let's put them yeah talent I'll say, um, and they're all different really, like just like you know everyday people, and you kind of just obviously approach with an air of caution really, and you just you, all you are is polite and professional, mm -hmm. and you know some of them are the same, some of them aren't, and some of them is, everyone is kind of different to work with, so it's good it kind of. Um, it's good to have a different mix, you know what I mean, because people keep you on your toes quite a lot, I think, actors, because obviously it's so different for them, they're, you know, they, they're having to emotionally go through something, well, you're not, you're just, you know, saying action, or you're just kind of asking them to, you know, walk down the road. Yeah, doing logistics or technical yeah. side of things, yeah, it's so not emotional. Exactly, so it's nothing, we're not in there, we're not in our own heads doing our job at all, really, like, but they are really in their own heads, and we've just actually been filming some scenes this last week. And it's been about a really, really like dark storyline, and all these characters have to really think about it. And you see them all; they just go off set for a little bit and listen to some music, and oh, they've all got different ways of doing things. Okay. And I think it's you know you can learn from every single one of them because they all do it differently. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's you learn, and that's the great thing about the industry is you learn. And I'm sure it's the same for yourself. You learn something new every day. You know what I mean? How to do something differently, um, and that's that's because of the variety of the world, really. Yeah. Um, 
but no, working with talent is, is really good fun because, like I said, they they keep you on your toes and they also kind of um, offer something new to you. Like, you'll be watching the directors and they'll have an idea of how something is planned and then uh, the actors will have another idea and it's a very good collaborative process. And sometimes, obviously, they don't all work, but you see someone, like, an idea from someone else's point of view. And very much like when we did Live, uh, should I introduce... Right now, I kind of sure go for it. Yeah, um, you just name dropped your own film. (laughs) That wasn't intentional. (laughs) Uh, um, So me and Cal worked. I've just uh, directed, written, directed my first short film, which is called Chapter One: Live, and Cal uh, shot and DOP'd it for me, which was lovely. Um, And yeah, working. That was my first time properly directing actors and working with them. I mean, I've worked with them from a first point of view, but again, it's like. Can you do this on action, or can you start further up the stairs? Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's not. It's not the emotive side of things. Yeah, it's not performance side. Yeah. Or if it is performance side, it's a note I'm being passed from a director. So you know, I'm I'm then having to relay through a director. But doing it from a director's point of view was great because working with Sally Ann and Brooke, like you know, you'd have an idea about something and then go, oh, actually, I kind of I saw it from this point of view, and then your whole kind of the way you read it is changed, and it's so detailed and so much goes into it. You know what I mean? Like even like slight word changes means something completely different yeah. and you realise how detailed it is making the things we do, you know what I mean? And Yeah, you can change someone's perspective of something completely by just a look, you know what I mean? Can you, can you just give us a quick premise on, on, on the film and sort of just tell us a little bit about the yeah. story behind it and how you came about writing it? Yeah, so uh, just quickly as a description then, so it's about this main character is Liv, played by Brooke Vincent. Um, she wakes up after she's been in a fatal, or near fatal car accident. So she wakes up three weeks later, and that's the beginning of the film. And then she's joined by a mum who's played by Sally Ann Matthews, and her mum's trying to help her regain a memory and remember what happened, why she was in the car, who she was in the car with. And then you keep going on, and Liv is kind of starting her flashbacks, remembering things. And then she kind of starts to question her world a little bit, and without giving it away, it's a film I wanted to make. Just I, I like it when I watch a film, and I was like, I need to watch that again, because I need to understand what they meant. And I wanted so if you do watch it again, everything has a bit of a second meaning to it. So it's like a line underneath the line, in that yeah, sense. Yeah, it's layered. Um, it's yeah, so and that's what I mainly wanted to create. Um, the idea, I, I think I've had a kind of brief idea. If it was like about, nearly about a year and a half ago. Um, and then it was a simple idea, so I knew we could film it. You know, it wouldn't take too long. Can you can you explain a little bit about how the idea came about? Because you unfortunately were ill. Yeah, for yeah, quite a oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the idea came when I had I had pneumonia. This was like last Christmas, and I was in, ill in bed off work. And that's Christmas Day and New Year's. Oh <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. I was in hospital for five days over Christmas, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Like. Got a Christmas dinner still, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> you got to think of the bright side and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so this, I wasn't in hospital, but afterwards I was getting better and I was sleeping in my own bed because I was just coughing all night. So, you know, yeah. Um, and I just, I was having this kind of weird dream and I was like, I was dreaming that I was in this other place and then I woke up and I, yeah, it was like the dream was becoming a bit real in a sense. It was, and you kind of... Were you was, on any medication at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, mate. <laughs> um, oh yeah, exactly. And but. That's I do kind of love dreams in that regard. Like it just gives you an idea, or even when you wake up, a dream sparks an idea. And I don't know about you, but I get that quite often for stories and stuff. And so that's where initially the spark of the concept of it came from. And then I just so built... you, you being bed bound, you were live. Yes, well I guess yeah, I was the character. Yeah, yeah, I was live. 
Um, and then I just wrote it from then onwards, really. And then I wrote it regards to, like, I knew the limitations, really, of what I could shoot and what I couldn't and how difficult it would be and how long it would take. You know, from working on a set, you can you know how long things take. So that was that's good as a start. Secondly, yeah, so you weren't going to intend to set it in space yeah, or South Africa or anything exactly. crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I knew what I could do with visual effects as well. Um, well I guess I'll go on to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I knew a good concept of what I wanted to do and I knew what limitations I had when I wrote it. So, you know, sometimes you see things are written and you go, how are you going to film that? But, you know, I had that in my head from the start. So that's why I think it was quite easy to do and then to, you know, execute. So your role as a third lady on Coronation Street, which mm-hmm. is a very popular TV show, yeah. you, you managed to use your power uh, to bring in some, some actors, some talent to, to help you on the short film. How did you go about doing yes. that? And how did, you, how did you go about picking people um, to be in your film and what were their reactions? Um, well, I mean, I wasn't even thinking of it originally and it was you who actually, you're very much your inspiration to me. Um, <laughs> we, need to go out for, we need to go out for dinner more. Oh, great. I mean? <laughs> um, and... You first mentioned, oh, have you thought about asking the cast? And I kind of, you, I err on the side of caution when asking, you know, well-established actors and actresses who've been doing it for years to do short films. So I, I think originally I wasn't too sure what their reaction would be. But no, yeah, as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, Brooke Vincent. Because I know she, she's been Sophie Webster for about, I don't know, nearly 11 years now. And she went off and did a little theatre show the other year. So I was like, oh, she's interested in doing other things. And I really then... I pictured her as Liv quite a lot, really. So I was like, I think she would actually be perfect for it. Um, so, yeah, I asked her. It was actually really awkward because I went into a dressing room, said, oh, can I have a word? And then there was another actress in there as well. I'm like, just, just a quick word outside, please. And she was like, why? <laughs> I'm like, just just come outside, please. And I felt really weird. I was like a 14-year-old boy trying to ask a girl to, like, to go out with me or something again. Um, and then she was, she was like, yeah, it sounds brilliant. Uh, did or, you have to pitch the whole film to her, or did you just No, say, I, said, I said, I've got this idea, um, and I'd like you to play the lead. Um, I gave her a brief idea of what it was, and she was like, well, even before I sent her the script, she was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to, it sounds great. Whether or not you know how much she meant it, you know, she'd obviously just okay. be nice. But then I sent her the script, and uh, probably like a day later, she texted me saying, oh my God, it's great, yeah, I want to do it. And she was like, I'm like 11 from Stranger Things, it's brilliant, you know what I mean, I love it. So I was like, oh, great, that's brilliant. But then... What I thought was the harder task was then casting a mum. And it's like, do I then also cast another actress who I know, like, all from Cornish Street? Um, so I asked Brooke who she thought would be good. And she said, Sally Matthews. And I hadn't really worked with Sally Matthews much, you know, on set. So I didn't really, and, you know, I knew of her and we'd, we'd said, you know, we knew each other by name. Um, and I was thinking of, I, she hadn't even popped up in my head really. So I was like, all right, okay. And then, so I did briefly mention it to her. And said, "Oh, Brooke's going to be in it." Um, we're wondering what you thought. Like again, erring on the side of caution. I don't know. She lives in London, so you know, quite difficult to ask her to do like because we'd have to shoot it on a weekend. Um, and you know, again, she was like, it, "Yeah, it sounds good." And she doesn't get a lot of scenes with Brooke on the show, and they're very good friends. So I think it was a chance for her to really work quite closely with Brooke. So it helped that I had Brooke originally. And then after that, I remember sending her the script and she was sending me like back emails saying, you know, with this line, I think if we changed it to her and it was brilliant, she got really, really involved in it. And she looked into it, you know, so much. It was great. Like she was sending me texts at like 11 at night saying, yeah. can we change this line to this? Maybe I think that would be better. And I was like, you know, yeah. just having people so interested in your script was brilliant. I remember on set, like she was 
so professional, so so experienced. The stuff that she was coming out with and the subtle looks that she did, yeah, and the consistency with it as well. Mm. It was incredible, really nice to watch. Like, how do you feel directing them on the actual day was? Well, I mean, they were a breeze. You know what I mean? Like it was so easy to do it, and also she was just super helpful as well. I remember quite a few times like Sal is so aware of you know her environment, especially as an actress. I think she's just been doing it for so long; she just gets it. And she even like, you know, it's like, do you want me to come to here for your light? You know what I mean? She was thinking of you as well. I wasn't yeah, just thinking yeah. performance. You know, some actors are very much, you know, camera based or some, uh, you know, just literally in there. You know, they kind of forget the camera's there mm-hmm. and they're all based on the performance. But some of them, are, you know, double whammy and that's what yeah, Sally's They know the know. final output, don't they? Yeah. And so she knows her performance, but she also knows where the camera is and knows she's blocking the light and all that. And I think that's such a skill to have, especially when you're trying to, your face is, you know, putting on a performance, but your mind is thinking about so many other things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were both brilliant. Like, you know, we spoke about quite, we, luckily we had quite a few rehearsals. So that helped because I thought we don't want to be going again and again and again on the day because we didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so luckily we'd talked about it before. Them two had had a little rehearsal between themselves. And I mean, I guess the script was quite tight, really. It told it was what we needed. Yeah, so you yeah. got 10 pages, was it, or something? Yeah, it, well, it's 12 pages and it's turned out nine minutes because there's so much stage direction in it. It was, yeah, it beefed out a bit. Um, but yeah, so it was the main bulk of the first scene is like four minutes. And that was like the main chunk of yeah. their first dialogue. Um, and yeah, they were just brilliant. And just both, were, I think they were quite patient with everything because, you know, when you're working on a short film, everyone's working together. But they were, yeah, brilliant, yeah. really, yeah. We, we we accomplished quite a lot in that one day. I think I remember having to relocate and do was it four different setups we had that day? Three. So we did the, the bedroom, then the hospital set, and then the car. Right. Yeah. Was that always planned? And did you do a lot of pre-production beforehand to make it as smooth as possible? Because obviously everyone's time is valuable. A lot of like the crew, the makeup girls, the stylists and stuff, they all volunteered their time to be part of the, yeah, the production. Yeah. yeah everyone quite, did it for free. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a large. Uh, a large scale thing, really, wasn't it? It was probably what fifteen of us, maybe something like that. Yeah, also, um, I think cast and crew, we were, yeah, about twenty-five or something like that. Yeah, right, or, right. yeah, it was twenty-five. Cause from yeah, the, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, did you did you plan all that beforehand to make it as slick as possible on the day? Yeah, I think I, that's that was a major part of it as well. Like doing so much pre-production saved us so much time. You know what I mean? And I think because I kind of uh, produced it myself because again, I'm doing it for free, and. I just, I didn't know who I could get as a producer to come along or who would want to do it. And, you know, it's kind of like your new little baby, you want to look after it. And you're, I was asking for all the favours from everyone, basically. So I wanted to make sure, you know, someone else wasn't asking for me and doing it in a, in a way, you know, not doing it in the way I'd like. I mean, I put all the call sheets together so everyone knew what they were doing. I thought about what would be best to shoot first. And it was, it worked out. I'm so glad I did it the way we did because we shot in the bedroom first. And that is the real meat of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, between you know Brooke and Sally, and it was you know we had to, it was great having the amount of time to do that, and even we did overrun a little bit, and we went back and did some shots. I'm so grateful we did because that really it told the story so much more, and then um, yeah we had a kind of that's what happens you know so many things happen on a shoot day that you you know that you don't plan for, so the, you just need to be as planned as possible, so that when things do come up you can deal with them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean like we obviously we lost. Chris, the uh, boom up had to go because he had some you know, really bad personal issue, and but then we just got on with it and did it. Yeah. And I think that was everyone's mentality on the day as well. Like it was like let's just do it, you know, yeah. what I mean? let's just get it all done. And we did overrun by like an hour, but 
you know, it's just let's just let's just do it and let's get it done. Because otherwise, you go in doing pickups, and when are you going to get everyone together again? And it's yeah. Dif yeah, difficult. Yeah. So, I think the more pre-production you can do, the better, because it's just it saves you so much time, which you don't have on the day. Because yeah. time is always of the essence. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit about the post-production behind it? Because um, yeah. you did the edit yourself, is that right? Yeah. And you did a lot of um, effects as well, special yeah. effects. That's um, what you're quite interested in. Yeah, so I did, so just a bit of background, I do VFX at Corey as well. I did that. So that when it's good because when we went to uni, we learn After Effects and we learn editing software and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so I've now put that into you know, doing like, do like little fixed jobs at Corey. Like, you know, when you get like a boom and shot or reflection shots. Oh, so you and paint out and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I paint quite a lot of stuff out. It, it's kind of a running joke now where everyone's set. If like somebody sees like a reflection and it's like the end of the day, it was like, it's fine, Dom will paint it out. And, great. And it's like, <laughs> great, cheers guys, thanks. Um, but yeah, so that's helped. In the last two years, I've been doing that, and it's helped my After Effects skills so much. You know, because every, every new thing that comes along is a new problem. Like there was a shot we had to do the other day where they, um, there was a pickup shot that they did with no snow in it, and the rest of the scene's got snow in it. And it's like, right, okay, I'll try and you know replicate some snow, and then you know you research into it, you learn how to do it, and then boom, it's another skill you've got. You know how to create it. Yeah. Um, and so luckily, I had two years of that. You know in the bag and then went into the edits and I was using Premiere and After Effects and they work obviously really well together so you know you get a clip and you right click and import it into After Effects and then when you update it in After Effects it automatically updates in Premiere so it's perfect and again maybe it was just me being this is my little baby I want to look after it um, I did all the edit myself um, which I think if we if you know if we do chapter two I don't think I'd do that because I took two weeks off work to do it and I still hadn't finished it. It was... Right. And I mean, this is like an eight minute shot. You know what I mean? Um, Why do you think it took you so long? Um, I mean, I guess it's obviously... Is this including effects as well as... No, this, that was just... just I mean, that... Cut. Yeah, getting the edit finished and then looking into VFX. But VFX... So I think it was like the beginning of November. I started doing the edit for two weeks. And then I hadn't done all the VFX till like beginning of January. I guess obviously I had less time to do them, but the thing is with an edit, you put it together and you know it looks pretty solid. But then putting VFX on something, you can work on something for like three hours, and then it, it doesn't look right. And you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm just gonna I'll try something new. So you you, so know, you scrap it. That's dead yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so like there's a certain effect. Again, it's like so hard not to give any spoilers away for this film. Um, there's a certain effect on one of the characters that happens at a certain point, and then on certain things. And you know, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I think the audience get what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and so when, and then, yeah, so a certain effect happens on things. Um, and trying to get it right, you know, and get it to work within, you know, the actual world is difficult. So we, you know, done it once. I was like, I think, it, you know, I think I like it. And also you go a bit kind of picture blind to things. You've looked at something so many times, you need mm. a second opinion. So I get my mates around or something and they're like, what do you think of this? And they'll be like, yeah. And then they'd, you know, they'd say like, you could do this to it maybe. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't even thought of that. You know what I mean? You get so involved in an idea. Um, and so, yeah, it was a lengthy process. Yeah. But again, so like when I wrote it, I knew I could do these effects. So that's another thing I put into it. And I also thought this will help it stand out as a short because quite a lot of shorts, they don't have the budget or they don't know anyone who can do the effects or anything like that. So it's like, oh good, it's something different that people aren't going to expect, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so overall post-production looks like November till January, so yeah, yeah, three months. That's a long time, isn't it, for a short film? For, for nine minutes, yeah. yeah. 
but I mean, yeah. So but, awesome. I mean, what's the plan now with the film? So um, obviously, it's released online. It's on Vimeo now. We're just putting it out there to as many places as possible, trying to get the word out. Really, yeah. um, posting it. You, you look on our Twitter. It's it's it, you, you won't be able to not find it. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's everywhere. Um, and are you, yeah. you going to do film festivals? Do you think? Are you going to approach any? Uh, yeah, newspaper outlets or yeah so I mean I've got a few people old school maybe maybe just online is the best yeah um, no no definitely that's a really big help and you kind of forget because when we uh, originally shot the film uh, Brooke put some pictures of herself in as one of the cause she had three outfits on the day and put one of her outfits on her Snapchat or Instagram or maybe yeah. both of them she put me on Instagram as well <laughs> So oh, I, yes, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I was straddling her, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. a shot. It wasn't in a, in a creepy way, but I was getting a shot high angle yeah, looking sure. down on her on the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And she shared it to her 500,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, hey. who's this chap? Yeah. Yeah, my um, girlfriend loved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's just our job, isn't it? What yeah. can you say? But um, yeah, and that just went mad, and all the papers got hold of it, and they loved it. You know, and yeah. you kind of forget the power of. Fame. Yeah, the sun picked it up, didn't they? Like, sun, was it a week after we shot it? Yeah, the sun, the daily. And then also, when one paper gets hold of it, all the others scramble to go, what is this story? Yeah. And so they're all like, what is this film? What is going on? So then we actually had to get a press release together to send them all, mm. which was brilliant. Like, normally you're getting a press release together and sending it to all these people, hoping that they'll pick it up, whereas yeah. they were asking for it, yeah. which is fantastic. It's the power of having a name attached to your film in a way, isn't 100%, it? 100%. And... Yeah, that has helped so much. Like you know, Brooke and Sally Ann have so much. Yeah, you know, online following. Yeah, that that's helped like tenfold just getting the film out there. So as soon as you know, I mean, I was a bit of um, I was a bit new to the whole releasing a short film thing. So I originally, and you know, a few of my mates have had these short films, and you know, they put it um, to festivals for about a year. You know, you run the festival circuit, um, and then you can release online. But then people, you know, I was under the impression that if you release it online, you can't put it to any festivals because they want exclusivity on it. But then researching into it, quite a lot of them don't anymore. And it's actually, I feel like, not that it's a dying thing, but in the current climate, quite a lot of festivals, I'd say more than 50% allow you to have it online. And it's not a problem anymore mm -hmm. because I think they're coming to realise that, you know, for example, I have read into a, a case study in it. And this, um, these two guys had put in film festivals for two years and they racked up, say, like 5K viewers. So about 5,000 people had seen the film right. in those two years. They put it on YouTube or Vimeo with a good online strategy, you know, a good release strategy. Mm. And they got like 200,000 views in like a month. Right. So you're kind of thinking like, yeah, obviously the festival is going to... The more targeted people at a festival. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the and people you that want to be there. Yeah, the pe and yeah, exactly. You go into the people who you want, who might be like an agent who will pick you up maybe as a director mm -hmm. or a DOP or whatever. Um, but for wide scale, you know, anyone can see it online, you know, just trumps it big time. Yeah, and yeah. you can send it to anyone, like, you know what I mean? You can go anywhere. Um, and you know, you've got we've got people following us who are from like America and Canada, all saying, "Oh, we can't wait for the film." And I was like, "That's incredible." Yeah. And um, yeah, originally I wanted to do the festivals for a year, but then again, it was your good self, because <laughs> you're like my oracle, who <laughs> said, um, "Say, why don't you maybe think about putting it online?" And I was like, "I didn't even think about it." And then that's when I started looking into it, and I was like, "Yeah, actually, these days, it's a bit old-fashioned to just leave, unless you want to go to the Oscars or something, because then you can't." have it yeah th those kind of things are um you know exclusive and so i thought yeah let's put it online let's let's show the masses you know what i mean and because we've got so much so many people are following it as well 
you kind of think, are they going to be bored in a year? Are they yeah. going to even care about it in a year? You know what yeah, I mean? like just technology advances so fast in a year, like, and, and so much happens. Yeah, I mean, Who, there might be a completely new social media platform that nobody's ever heard of. You never year, know. And the whole, everyone might have transitioned over to that and uh, consuming different things, you know. Yeah, who knows? you never know what's going to happen in the future, do you? Yeah. And yeah, you're never going to, like, people's attention span has, you know, got so short now because there's mm. so much around them to see. And it was actually getting to the point on social media where we were kind of post, you know, posting teasers and stuff. And instead of getting, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, this looks great. We were getting more like, is this going to come out anytime soon? Am I getting a bit bored of waiting for this? Right. And I think, right. So you had to listen to your audience in a way. Yeah. And um, and it was 100% the right thing to do because we've had such a great response from it. Uh, how do you rate the, sort of the overall experience of, of, of writing, directing, producing, editing your own short film? Uh, and managing all the crew, you know, would you do it again? Uh, and what do you think you've learned from it? One hundred percent. Oh, it's just amazing experience. I mean, you know, you get so attached to a project, and you meet some amazing people. You work with some amazing people, and you you learn things about people you never did before. Um, writing and directing was great because you know you can write with your directing head in mind. Yeah, the whole process for me was brilliant. Like I said, I think editing. I probably would ask, I'll try try get an editor on board next time because it's just a very lengthy process that, you know, it's and if you've got the right notes as well for the editor, then they're going to cut it how you're going to cut it, you know what I mean? So that's the only thing I probably would do differently, really. But, I mean, the whole thing of getting all the crew on board, I mean, if we do Chapter 2, then I'd love to get all the crew back if they'll have me. Um, but, I mean, everyone seemed to have a really good time. I think I was also very aware while writing it, is like, I want to do this in a day, I want to film it in a day. Because, you know, I'm a new director, I'm not very well established, I don't want to, you know, um, take too much of people's time, I don't want to take the mickey. Uh, and so I think everyone kind of appreciated that, and that's why they're a bit more on board. You know, I'm not here to mess you about, I'm, I just want to make something great, and hopefully you do too. Yeah, I mean, if you're kind of a budding filmmaker who wants to try and make their own short film, I'd just say, just do it. You know, write something, you know, obviously you can <clears throat> find crews, like I'm sure there's there's plenty of websites where you can find crews who will work for you, or even people who are just looking for the next kind of passion projects, you know what I mean? But I'd, again, that with that in mind, I'd say write something small and build up contacts. Don't write like a 25-piece, you know, masterpiece, like you said, set in space or set like, you know, back in, you know, 1660s or something like that, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like with horses and all. I mean, yeah, that's great, but, you know, if you want to create something, you need to think small first, definitely, yeah. because you know you can't get people behind you. You know when there's all these things, it takes so much more production. And like you said, we had 25 people on live, and it was very small. It was in a bedroom, two actors in a hospital, four actors in a car, one actor, and it's very very small. And that was still a lot of people and a lot of production. You know, it took all in all from writing to finish. It was about a year, and that's nine minutes of, you know. Yeah. film so yeah so I'd say start small <laughs> awesome I mean what what do you think your what's your plan next like as a obviously you're a third AD on Coronation Street you've now directed a short film have you thought about where you'd like your career to go yeah I mean from thirding and then hopefully I'll, I'll move up to second and first it just proves that I want to I do, do want to end up directing that's my plan um, and after doing the shot I was like 100% this is this, this is what I want to do um, I mean it's great to be able to write and direct like you know you see things like and sometimes you wonder because at Coronation Street they have the writers and they have the directors that don't do both and I know on quite a lot of other things you know they don't mix
But then you see things like Stranger Things, and it's written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. Mm -hmm. And well, they don't direct every episode, but they look over the whole overall arc of the whole thing, and it makes you think, yeah, I can do that, especially with my short film, I can. And that's the plan, really. So obviously, the whole chapter one thing is just kind of fodder to hopefully everyone will be excited for chapter two, and that's the plan. We're kind of in the writing stages of it now, really. Like hopefully. You know, we've got quite a lot of uh, excitement for it. We're hopefully going to start teasing it soon. And that's my plan, keep making short films. If I can make a little mini-series out of this, then that's my kind of example to, you know, industry people saying I can write a series. And actually they're mini-short films, but it's still like an arc over a few episodes rather than just like, I've made a short film, I've made another short film, I've made a different short film. It's like, I, I want to make a series, really. Yeah. I've it's crazy, isn't it, with the people's attitudes towards content i found that with the short films i've worked on in the past is that to get people to watch a 10 minute film a five minute film a three minute film online is really really difficult yet yeah. they're happy to binge for 10 episodes of an hour-long you know netflix series mm. why do you think people's attitude is sort of set, is not in short film content you know what like and i go off my own kind of things here like i quite, I quite a lot of time you know when you're watching a new netflix series netflix will have a big poster for it and you kind of, it's a trusted source, isn't it, Netflix? So when they, if they've got, you know, like, you know, on the header of when you go onto Netflix and you go, oh, what's that? That looks great. Whereas short films, they don't have that. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that helps them. And even, like, articles about what this new Netflix series is great. Watch it. Right. Um, and to be fair, I think, and this is for short films, quite a lot of time, like, say, for example, at the moment, there's this it's Silent Child, a short film that's come out, which is won an Oscar. Which is incredible, you know what I mean? And it's, it was made in the northwest, um, and but it's you know you can't see it anywhere. So I think short films are great, but quite a lot of times you, you, it's not available anywhere. Yeah. So you've drumming up all this hype for it, and you know the actual public can't watch it. Have you seen it? Just you know no, 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 seen it? no. Um, so you know it's won an Oscar. You know its name, but, but you it. haven't seen it. Exactly. So maybe that's the problem, and that's why I think our online release strategy is better because. We say, if you see my film, here's a link. Not mm. like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's in festivals at the moment, so, you know. Watch on your phone, on the on the bus, to work, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's the whole thing. And, you know, it's with technology now, it's so easy to do that. That's the best thing to do. You want everyone to see it, mm. really. Yeah, I find a lot of people, when they're on, so, you know, on social media platforms, they just want to, you know, watch memes, or watch, watch memes. ridiculous or watch like, short form, like, you know, yeah, just like fail. 10 second bits, fails, yeah, you know, yeah. a live bible's got a monopoly on a lot of just ridiculously random content. Exactly. And, and it, I think they should be utilising their platform to get long form, longer form, you know, dramas, short films out there, mm. and, and not just be churning out the same yeah. drab. You know, and when it, people yeah. are consuming content, it's just, I don't know, they're, they're not getting anything out of it. No, and Maybe you, you get a little smile. it's clickbait, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just watch something and it could last two minutes. So is it just a waste of people's time, all this yeah. social media video? You think about it, the amount of memes you look at every day or the amount of little videos you look at every day, that's, that will all probably add up to like an eight minute short, which you might love. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and as, well, this is another reason why we chose Vimeo, is because it's such a big filmmaking community that, you know, it's you're showing it to the right people. Whereas I think YouTube is a lot more generalised and, you know, it's for the masses. Yeah, um, which I mean is what you want, and um, we have obviously released it on YouTube as well. But um, Vim we focused on Vimeo because of its filmmaking community, and we want it to. You want the right people to see it. Thanks very much for your time, Dom. It's been really interesting, really insightful, and I wish you all the best with you know 
the short film and, and with your directing career. Thank you, and thank you very much for having me. And well, I'm sure we'll work together very soon. So, peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.